Something I say in the book is that the audience comes last. And I believe that. I'm not making it for them. I'm making it for me. And it turns out that when you make something truly for yourself, you're doing the best thing you possibly can for the audience. So much of why, if you go to the movies, so many big movies, just not good. It's because they're, they're not being made by a person who cares about it. They're being made by people who are trying to make something that they think someone else is going to like. Mm. And that's not how art works. Art doesn't, that's something else. It's not art. That's commerce. So if we're making art, we're making, it's, it's almost like, it's almost like a diary entry. Mm. So it. Can some, could I be concerned that someone else might not like my diary entry? It doesn't make sense. You know, it's, it has nothing to do with them. My, my diary entry has nothing to do with anyone else. So everything we make as artists are essentially diary entries. Okay. Um, so are we going to try this again? Oh, okay. All right. So, so are we going to continue this whole thing acting like I have a executive producer on the other side when it's really just me and the truck? So, so are we going to stop doing that now? Okay. Am I going to probably forget uh, a couple months from now? Yeah, probably so. Yeah. Okay. From the highways of America, here's the podcast where we talk politics, a little entertainment, some culture, and this and that, from the road to your ears. This is Trend Chat with your host, Brian Bledsoe. All right, so let's try this again, right? <laughs> because I'm pretty sure if you are listening to this podcast one thank you for listening um it's it's weird even though it's been almost a whole year since the last episode where i remember <laughs> that i told you all that all right i'm back i'm going to do all these episodes dobby you know i just do it whenever or just kind of do it when i want <laughs> when i feel like it um yeah, it, it turned out I, I, I didn't feel like it for a whole year. So, and yeah, next thing I know, it was coming up. I, I didn't really, it didn't really struck me until probably around, uh, I said probably September, October. And like, I haven't recorded. Matter of fact, um, I did record an episode in August during the whole Barbie Oppenheimer thing going on. I recorded half of, of an episode uh, with my good friend Nicole that um, uh, we talked about movies and stuff and we were going to do something like a Barbie and Oppenheimer type of thing but we didn't finish it so there's half of the episode that could have been I, even though the episode was like 55 minutes by itself just talking about one of the movies so it would have been a long episode anyway but that being said I, I did put the effort once <laughs> last year to make it um, to you know make an episode but it just didn't happen the next thing i know 
like I said, around October, September time, I was like, I still haven't done an episode. At least haven't published one. And and then I was like, I might well just wait till next year now. <laughs> and yeah, so I was like, okay, I'll just start day one, 2024. I'll be back. And yeah, so here we are. Again, like I said, if you've been listening before, <clears throat> um, first off, thank you. Um, it's it is still surreal this this little podcast here <laughs> where I will look at the analytics and see different countries that have listened. Now look, I know I'm guess there's probably like one person, but still that one person, matter of fact, that one person in India right now, if you're listening, thank you. And that one person in Germany or um I, I don't have the rest of them, Netherlands or <laughs> or wherever the wherever across you know international waters um it, you know i don't want to leave out everyone in, in the united states obviously but i'm just like the fact that i see people from other countries listening to this um no matter how many it's still mind-boggling like yeah but it's, anyway um so if you've been listening and i guess maybe been waiting for another episode i don't know but it kind of goes back to the first clip that you heard in this episode and it's kind of is going to be like my mindset in a sense and i know how it might have sounded in that clip making it seem like i don't care about the audience um it's not so much about that it just so much is just wanting to do what i would like to do and not really consider so much about how someone's gonna like it or something because honestly i like doing this (laughs) But there, there was a point to where I felt like I was doing it just, you know, I had to do a certain thing here and there or, or do so many episodes. And, and I mean, that was showing up even when I stopped after the 200th episode. You, if you were noticing that, you know, at one point when I started, it was going to be Tuesday and Thursday at seven o'clock. And then it drifted off to one once a week, and then once every couple of weeks, and then once a month, and then once every couple of months. But, and I was kind of, you know, and I understand the if you keep it in a particular formula, it's going to be more successful. I understand that. I'm just saying for myself, it just, for me, I mean, also, you know, y'all know, I'm a truck driver, so I'm the timing can be kind of difficult depending on where I'm going. So I guess I also should say I'm in Jacksonville, Florida today as we record. And actually this is, I'm I'm thinking I'm not going to go anywhere today. I think I'm going to take a day off. Well, as we say a 34 hour break (laughs) and probably get back on the road tomorrow. But, um, but yeah, as a truck driver, it just being able the timing and everything sometimes is off and and i would get in my head about it i mean <laughs> that's you know like y'all know i'm 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 an overthinker and i can i can get in my head about a lot of this stuff um i probably have mentioned this before but like when i first started trend chat the first couple episodes if you listen i said i said probably the first 25 episodes <laughs> um those took even though those episodes were maybe 30 minutes so maybe in 40 40 minutes those took hours to do because at first i was in my head to the point to where if i messed up something in this episode i would <laughs> go back and record the whole thing no matter how far along i've gotten if i could be 30 minutes in and then i like if i mess up something i'm like ah, i gotta do it over 
and I had to get to the point like, look, if I'm going to keep doing this, I got to set a limit. <laughs> so if I get past five, 10 minutes and something happens, then y'all just going to hear it. <laughs> y'all just going to get y'all just going to get however it sounds. I come across because if I keep doing that, I'm going to be sitting here for hours trying to get the basic, the perfect audio, which is not going to happen. I can say that right now because there's a truck beside me. Matter of fact, let me just look. Um, yeah, there's, I mean, y'all probably can hear it, but there's a truck beside me running. You know, I think he got a refrigerated trailer. So if y'all don't know if um, truck drivers, when you know, when we have these uh, refrigerated trailers, there's a motor on the trailer. You know, that has to keep the food or whatever inside the trailer to a certain temperature. And so sometimes they have to run because it has to make sure whatever whatever freight you have in there to stay at a certain you know whether it's you know uh it could be food it could be medical supplies and stuff like that so anyway y'all could probably hear that running beside me now i could have moved the truck <laughs> to maybe to a corner of this truck stop here which is still not a guarantee because someone could park beside you and you know but anyway long, all that to say yeah, I'm just gonna run with it and just you know, unless it gets really bad and you know someone come knocking on the door and just interrupt me. But yeah, I'm you know I'm not gonna I'm just not gonna let a lot of this stuff that used to really kind of keep me from even wanting to do episode because something like that, like this noise in the background, I probably would say, ah, oh, well, let me just wait or let me do this. I maybe I'll do it later today and then I don't do it, <laughs> and then that's another day I haven't done an episode. So. Now I'm just saying, look, look, I'm just putting this microphone together. I'm plugging this thing up and I'm just going to go with it. Matter of fact, there's another little thing. I know I'm getting real technical right now. And I'm, yes, I'm going to get to my announcement. I know I have posted about it on my social media about my announcement. But I'm going to let you wait about wait a little bit for it. You know, just a little bit. Not too much long. I ain't going to put it at the very end. I'm going to put it in the middle. So you have to search for it. <laughs> so... <laughs> So yeah, but um um oh man, I almost forgot what oh yeah. So like you know, with all this stuff that's going on, like with the noise and all that, I'm just gonna go along with it. And like there's another thing, even with how I'm recording right now, so there's like I don't know, there's like little feedback that kind of cuts in and out every now and then. And I think it has something to do, it seems like I'm 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 actually doing a test right now seeing how this works because i think it's when my phone is connected to uh, cellular data then a little bit of uh, noise come through every couple of minutes or so and i noticed since i put it on airplane mode i haven't heard it in the past now eight minutes so i'm guessing that was the reason so hopefully this works and yeah i could just do it that way because that see something like that would have kept me from doing it. As a matter of fact that happened a couple of times last year where that little thing would come in and I'm like I, I don't know how to fix it and I would try to find another little device that would eliminate that and I couldn't find it and then I didn't do the episode so stuff like that and I was just going to let that ride until I figured out okay maybe I can eliminate that without having you know I could just uh, like I said turn on the airplane mode so yeah I, like, like I'm just giving you a whole bunch of technical jargon but yeah um but <laughs> i just wanted to i guess let y'all know i guess where my head has been been at this past year or so and why i haven't been back to you fine people and 
you know, honestly, I really do want it to. And like I said, I enjoy doing this. It just all the other stuff that comes with it. It kind of is kind of keeps me from wanting to do it because I, you know, even graphics. I'm pretty sure you're going to see a graphic for this, which I'm going to have to make after this is <laughs> this is over. Um, and, uh, you know, I think I've mentioned before, you know, I, I really can't stand titles because that's another thing I can overthink about <laughs> having to figure out a title for an episode, which I have figured out a title. The title for this is going to be Let's Try This Again. <laughs> Uh, that's and I can't say all the, all the episodes are gonna have like neat little title uh, titles like that. Some of these are gonna be just the the number of the type of the episode. So this is episode two hundred two. Some of these might be that the future episodes might be episode two hundred four. It just depends, really. I'm I'm just really trying to eliminate all the overthinking that can go into this and just put put it out there because I do want to say what I want to say and put this out there and. You know, especially to get, that I have um, Spotify for podcasters. I'm about to say Anchor, but that's Anchor is now Spotify for um, for podcasters now, and and I'm able to use this you know, free platform for as long as I, I guess, until Spotify want to kick me off or whatever. But but uh, it's, and it's you know I have the equipment, so why don't I just do it? And you know I've come across a couple people who uh, people who have asked me. Uh, are you still doing the podcast? I'm, for one, I be sometimes I be one thing. Were you listening before? <laughs> but, uh, um, and, but um, but you know, then I said, not really, because I only done one episode. Well, talking about last year, I would say I only done one episode. You know, and that's it. So no, but I may think about coming back doing it again here and there. And so they're like, so yeah, so I'm like, okay, <clears throat> let's get all that, you know, stuff overthinking about this and that and try to keep it as simple as possible and just go forward and that's what we're doing so that being said now all the, you know throughout the year because i thought i was going to be doing episodes <laughs> i did keep a list now i ain't saying i this, this is not going to be like a year recap of, of 2023 but it is going to be something where just personally where i kind of noted little parts throughout the year that i went back and put into my notes app and just kind of put in like oh i might want to talk about that and i would you know uh i now have this long list because obviously i didn't do an episode so i have a pretty long list i can get through pretty quickly because i want to go through it all because i want to start the next episode which i don't know when it's going to be but the next episode all oh, this is going to be gone so actually i'm going to start backwards a little bit um well when i said backwards i mean backwards on this list because this list is pretty much in chronological order so i'm going to start at the, at the bottom of it and just uh the fact of seeing states like colorado take <laughs> take trump off the ballot and I mean, I know it has changed now to where now he's on the ballot and then it's going to go to the Supreme Court. But the fact that we even at this point, now you have Colorado, I think now now Maine is uh, one to follow suit. And, you know, we're talking about 50. Well, it'd be 51. I think uh, don't give me the line about this, but I think D.C. would be considered a 51. I don't, but I don't know. Um, yeah. And then Puerto Rico. All right. Let me, all right. But anyway, you're going to have other states <laughs> that are going to continue to f try to pull off something like this. 
and it could be red or blue states, Republican or Democrat states, because um, even though the state may be red, you may have a liberal Supreme Court or a, a liberal uh, attorney general. Or So this can happen. Yeah. Who knows how far this is going to keep going? And where they're just going to try to do everything they can to keep to keep Trump from being on the ballot, which I feel is counterintuitive, because why would you even I mean, how scared do you have to be that you can't even let, you know, you can't even let the vote determine you don't even want the people to have the choice to even vote for Trump. Like you don't like you you want to take him off the ballot. Like if you don't if you think he's so horrible, then people are not going to vote for him. And then you don't have to really worry about it. So obviously the fact that you even want to go down this route signals some sort a of worry <laughs> that he may actually win. But they only want to give the people an option for this. So and I, you know Colorado Maine they're not going to be the the last. I'm guessing it's going to continue on all throughout this year. And this year is going to be a, this is going to be a bumpy ride. I can, I can tell, like, I'm not trying to be a fortune teller or anything about this, but it just, I, I, yeah, this, uh, they're going to be a lot of, I guess, unprecedented events. I feel like that's going to come about this year, especially in talking about with all the, um, all the indictments and stuff with Trump and everything and and everything that's going to be going on around the same time while he's actually running. And then also you got the primary and how that's going to go. And you know what? I remember when I put on this list, um, this was back in the beginning of, of 2023 and I put Vivek's name on here and in in my notes, I was already putting my notes that I wasn't going to say his name correctly. But I've heard his name so many times now that I feel like I can say it correctly now. Like Vivek Ramaswamy. Like, that's how many times I've heard his name so much over the past year. It's easier to say than when I put it down, uh, I say 11 months ago. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I remember, and you know, speaking of him, because he, he spoke at America Fest. So, like I said, I'm kind of going from just last month and i just want to say also with with america fest which has now become my annual event that i go to that i look forward to going to uh it was cpac i haven't been in the past couple of years and but and i probably won't be going this year and but I really enjoy going to America Fest with Turning Point USA, and you know, obviously, I guess put had to put a disclaimer here or um, a, a um, full disclosure in a sense because if you don't already know, I am the state director for Blexit Texas, which Blexit has merged with Turning Point USA. So just to let you know that. But even before I was uh, even a part of Blexit. Or even before um, we merged with Turning Point, I've gone to America Fest the past two years, and I just have a great time being around like-minded people, and it really is refreshing to be um, to be in that environment, especially for not even for me because you know as a truck driver I'm not in 
corporate America. I'm not in these offices where you are surrounded by liberal progressives pretty much 24-7, whether at work or in your commute or whatever like that. Personally, I'm not even part of that. So I don't, I can only imagine someone that is, except for if you work at a college or something, especially at a university. And like my friend Sarah Long, you know, professor out there in California. And she came out to America Fest and, you know, for someone to be in an environment like that and to come to something like America Fest and be around people and to not have to, you know, worry about triggering someone or microaggressions or someone or um, something, you know, saying the wrong thing or whatever like that or misgendering or using someone's preferred not using someone's preferred pronouns all that mess that comes with it so um so yeah but like for me i i i have a great time and i also i love the production of america fest and just how the stage is put up and the introductions to the speakers it just it's almost like wrestling in a way just how it's a i say it's a bit over the top but i just i i like it i just like the presentation of the whole event and like I said, I like how they introduce the speakers and how they and then the speakers themselves or, you know, unfortunately, I don't listen to I don't get a chance to hear a lot of speakers because I'm also as a part of America Fest. You know, you have the exhibit hall and you have all these exhibitors out there. You go out there and then you have a radio role or media role and all the everything that goes on there. So there's so much going on outside that where sometimes you tend to miss some of the speakers. But um but the whole event the whole time there is just great um and anyone i like you know if you're a conservative and especially want to go to a big event and be around so i think this year was like over ten thousand um fifth i don't know ten to fifteen thousand people and it was a great time and in you know if you if you're interested i'm pretty sure it's gonna be the same time this year sometime in december probably you know third week in december so yeah um if you're interested in that that you know definitely check that out check out turn point usa i'm pretty sure by the time they probably by the middle of the year they'll make some announcements for the time and stuff but uh also a bonus is like i said because i'm state director of blexit texas uh blexit had a leadership conference which was the day before america fest all this also all this was happening in phoenix arizona which is also another plus for me because phoenix is like one of my favorite cities to i honestly don't well i know why for phoenix but i have a question that i get a lot of times as a uh, truck driver from people i guess in, you know just make a conversation they'll ask me like where are your favorite places to go and a lot of times when they ask me that i'm just like i really kind of don't know <laughs> until i um but once I've thought about it a couple of times now and I actually have two and I really don't know why, especially for the first one, but, but the second one, I know. So the first one is Indianapolis, Indiana. I don't know why. Honestly, I don't know. I just like going there. Now I don't like going there during the, the winter time, but yeah, I don't know why it's just something about Indianapolis that I like. And the other one is Phoenix. Now I know why for Phoenix. I just like it during the, during the winter time. I love going down there then because you know it's it's nice and probably 60 to 70 if not 50 but still I like going there during the during the winter time now during the summertime I, I don't 
actually. So I'd rather go to, to Indianapolis during the summer and go to Phoenix in the winter. That's kind of how it is for me. So, uh, but yeah, all this that was going on, the Leadership Conference, America Fest, all this was going on in Phoenix on the, uh, a couple of weeks ago. And so we had our Leadership Conference uh, for Blexit. And on top of that, like, you know, we've had our Blexit, we had our Leadership Conference in other cities. We had it in Nashville, uh, I think the past two years. Um, and so, but now I said now with the merger, so now hopefully that this will be a annual thing now that that the leadership conference will just be the day before America Fest. I, I hope that uh, continues um, into this year and and beyond, because that you know I'm just speaking for me because I know I just like one I like going to Phoenix, one I like going to America Fest, and now you put this in there it, like it just it's just a great five days you know just being in a great environment and being around other leaders and all of that and just kind of bouncing out deals off and yeah it's it's just a great time so so yeah that's that's one thing where you know like i, I, I kind of hope that continues on and also like I said, i'm kind of still going i guess starting from december back but i just want to also mention about another i think the best time i've had last year was that was in Atlanta for the G3 conference where now that this is a how do how do I say the word is it biennial <laughs> I'm saying it like someone else is going to say something bad to me but but uh, a biennial every other year event <laughs> and so I went in 2022 no hold on, 2021 and went you know, in September, uh, 2023. And for anyone who, you know, is a Christian and listening to this, I would highly implore you. Now the next G3 won't be until 2025, but they do have regional conferences. So they have a, what the, um, the reformation conference, which is in, um, South Lake, Texas. Um, in May and then they also have another conference I think in California in October but yeah so I would that's another like big event I, I don't I think it's like maybe I don't know five to I don't I, I don't know the number I think maybe five thousand eight thousand people that was there and just great messages hearing from Paul uh, Paul Washer Bodie Barkham John MacArthur the Justin Peters and I can I mean, there's plenty more. I just kind of keep keep going on, but it was a a fulfilling time to be at the G3 and to hear from um, these great speakers and, and and pastors. And that's that's always the best time. Like going to America Fest, that's fun and that's that's nice. But it's more political, obviously. It's more, you know, being on, you know, conservative. It's not, even though they did have their own like TPUSA faith, like events and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, but anything like this with G three would just just focus on Christ and and the and also the theme of this conference was for me just the best thing and like I've I've gone back and listened to these messages over again. Um, cause the theme was the sovereignty of God and which 
as an attribute, I guess to me, that's like one of my favorite attributes of God to the point, you know, the, um, a quote, a favorite quote of mine is, you know, the duty is ours and the results are God's and just the sovereignty and in, in knowing that God is in control of everything is such a refreshing and, and also it just, it, it's a, it's a comforting, um, uh, I guess knowledge and, and to know and to really rest on the sovereignty knowing that God is in control of everything like I said you know we're coming up on 2024 and this election coming up and whatever goes on whatever happens from you know this year to know that God is in control and God is and God wins you know regardless of what happens no matter if Biden wins again or Biden drops out or, or Michelle Obama wins or whatever, whatever. Even if that happens, God is still in control. And the one thing about it is that we just have to and just rest in his sovereignty. That's one thing for me, even being in involved and engaged in all these political, I guess, um, arenas, I guess, in the sense is that I think for me, that's how I, I don't get uh, burnt out because you know a lot of people I, I know a lot of people that where you know you'll see on their their social media where they they say okay I'm 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 done with politics I'm done with anything I'm just not gonna get involved anymore and like I said people just get burnt out and really frustrated about the things that are going on or the results maybe didn't go the way you want it and I understand that burnout I, I do uh I, I know I had my burnout, but it wasn't because of frustration no more. I was trying to do too much where I, I, I may have mis mentioned this before where I was just trying to do everything where I was I was a volunteer for all these organizations and doing this and that. And it was just yeah, I was doing way too much and just had to really prioritize where I'm going to. Um, spend my money and where I'm going to spend my time and where I'm going to uh, which organizations I just so I know what is like maybe 2015 because this was like I was volunteering for all these different uh, conservative organizations and you know like I said at one point I'd say okay let me pick I gotta just pick a few and just go forward with, with those so I like okay let me pick one for national one for state and then maybe one other. So on a national front, I stuck with, you know, I was just stuck with Heritage Foundation. And I said, okay, I'm just going to, on a national um, national front, I'm just going to, you know, uh, focus on whatever um, Heritage and Heritage Action, the sister organization, stick with those. And then on a, the state level, it was True Texas Project, which was uh, Northwest, um, Northeast Tarrant. Tea Party, but uh, I said I'm going. I'm just going to stick with you know True Texas Project on the state level, and also with a Texas Scorecard, which you know, uh, I mean, given the fact that uh, I won the Conservative Leader Award through that organization, I just like I, I just I definitely would want to stick with them as well. So yeah, I just stuck with those, and then also well, Blexit came along, and so you know, honestly, right now my a lot of what I'm doing is focus on 
is on Blexit, Texas. I mean, because I'm state director. So, um, so really, that's really kind of where the priority is there. And then everything else kind of falls under that um, as far as on the political political side. So, <clears throat> but um, but yeah, just uh, in with all that that's going on for me, kind of just going back to the G3 because the with all that I was doing, even that and if someone you know it has been volunteering their time block walking and doing all these things and then like you know the result doesn't come out your way i mean obviously i can definitely sympathize with some you know you have put in all that work and then it's all for naught so yeah as much as i can definitely um you know i i feel that pain <laughs> of that and but the thing about it for me is that that's where the sovereignty of God comes in and knowing that, you know, God is in control. So I'm just putting in the work and then God's, you know, the results of God. And so I'm just going to put in the work wherever it is and just leave everything up to um, to God. And just it makes things a lot easier for me as far as to um, as far as not really getting too frustrated about what's going on uh, i mean obviously in how you in the work that you do you may think like okay i could have done this could have done that you know and that could be true in, in that sense but as far as um you know in the end and how things shake out that i just continue to do i, try, I continue to do what i feel feel is the right thing because it is the right thing not because i i'm looking for a particular result now don't get me wrong i would love to to win <laughs> love to win but the winning part of it is not really the the main objective honestly for me it just means main it's mainly for doing the right thing doing what i think is right for the country right for the you know the citizens of this country and that's what I will continue to do that regardless of where this goes and and where this ends up where you know it could come to a point that where being a conservative could literally get you just being an outcast from <laughs> and you know you see this in other uh, other areas where you have conservative organizations being kicked off of business platforms social media platforms off of banks and just and because they don't agree with your message and they just don't even want to do business with you i can see that continually to grow and get worse and yeah um i will say to a lot of people you know as as conservatives just to think about that <laughs> um that as um to be prepared look i'm a boy scout so obviously i'm always about being prepared so <laughs> and, and you know just understanding about what could happen i mean you know um what is the saying um prepare for the um what is it? hope for the best prepare for the worst so <laughs> that's kind of how i am so <clears throat> but um speaking of blexit texas i know a lot of times we had we've had events which we call activism days but i just i see events on here um and 
we have on different subjects and sometimes I do speaking engagements at some of these uh, places. So I, you know, like I went to Temple and spoke with the Texas uh, Conservative Grassroots Coalition and went to Fredericksburg and spoke at the Fredericksburg Tea Party. And a matter of fact, I have two speaking engagements this year in Cook County near Gainesville, Texas, and also uh, some somewhere around Amarillo I don't know exactly but in Amarillo which speaking of that is something that kind of where as a state director is something I wanted to to do that is that I wanted to have this um I wanted to go all around Texas to tell people about Blexit Texas because you know for the longest time we were just focusing on the triangle you know Dallas Houston San Antonio but that's not all of Texas so so I, I made it a point to try to go to outside of that. I mean, we still go to Dallas, Houston, and San Antonio. I mean, we're going to because that's <clears throat> that's where a lot of it is. So, but we went to El Paso um, last. Well, was it last year? Two years ago now. Oh, with El Paso, went to um, to the border last year, and so yeah. And so the one area went to so and then we also went out to East Texas out to a Tyler. <clears throat> and the one area that we haven't been to is like the right at the uh north north Texas, the Amarillo area up there. We haven't been there. So I'm glad that we were able to get something for us to to speak there in um in June of this year. So but um, hopefully we'll get some more matter of fact if you're listening to this and want to have someone whether it's myself or someone else from the leadership team from Blexa Texas to speak at your event at your uh, meeting or monthly meetings or whatever like that just let me know I guess you can send me a send me an email at uh, trenchat at uh, trenchat247 at gmail.com or to uh, texas at blexit.com so yeah and Hopefully we can schedule schedule something out. Now I will also say, I and I'm gonna say this on here, um, as a you know because of me as a truck driver, me being on the road. Like I said, I'm in Jacksonville, Florida right now, so I'm normally my schedule is always is normally booked as far as my time on the road and the time, my time off like six months in advance. So like right now today, January. My schedule is pretty much booked all the way to like July right now. So unless I'm already off that week for your for your meeting, then I probably it probably won't work out. But then again, like I said, we have other people in the leadership team that could also come out. So, yeah. But anyway, just let me know and maybe we can work out something and just, you know, or maybe just work out something for later in this year and get something scheduled. So. I'm Amy Robbins and I'm Emily Valentine and we are not, not your, your average gun, gun girls. girls and you're listening to Trend Chat with Brian Bledsoe. Hey this is Benny Johnson you're listening to Trend Chat with Brian Bledsoe the best beard in the business. What's going on this is Brandon Tatum and you're listening to Trend Chat. Hey what's up this is Kaya Jones and you're listening to me on Trend Chat. This is Sarah Gonzalez and you are listening to Trend Chat. Hey guys John Miller here with Blaze TV you're listening to Trend Chat with Brian Bledsoe. This is Dana Lash, and you're listening to Trend Chat. 
Hey, this is Antonia Okafor with Empowered, and you are listening to Trend Chat with Brian. Senator, you know Brian. Sure, good to see you. Commentary as subtle as a sledgehammer. This is Trend Chat. All right, so <laughs> to be honest, there, I had to <laughs> had to stop for a second. Well, one, I noticed it was like what, over thirty-five minutes, so I like I haven't even gotten anywhere. And <laughs> so let me get to the announcement and. If you've been listening for any period of time, uh, or even just been following me on social media, you kind of you may already know what I'm going to announce because I, I essentially do this every two years. So, but in this case, this is every four years because it's the presidential year. So the announcement is that I'm going to run to be a national delegate for the Republican National Convention in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And I will be doing it in Congressional District 25 in Texas, obviously. <clears throat> now, this will be the third district that I, <laughs> I've had to, um, I guess, to. I didn't even try in 2020, I, but I didn't try until like a, I said a day of. And, you know, with all the chaos that happened with the 2020 convention, uh, especially on the state level for Texas. But I was selected as the alternate national delegate for 2020 in in my district then. And in 2016, I was in another district. So it's like every four years, I'm, not, I'm, I'm in another district. Now, what happened this year, this time is because of redistricting. Uh, they redistrict, you know, um, me out of out of my well um out of the district I was in but but now um so yeah so all that to be said I also will say this too if you did follow me um during the time when I was in 2016 especially I would definitely want to say now there there's no GoFundMe for me to go this time um, I, I'm not going to be there for the, for two weeks for one. I'll just be there for the three or four days of the convention. So, so I won't be needing no fundraiser <laughs> um, to compensate the lost time off work. So, so, uh, but you know the fact that when I had that fundraiser and that you know actually reached my goal was um, very humbling. And honestly, by going to that convention is what got me to where you're hearing this podcast, where I even started the podcast came from ideals and came from just talking with people at that convention in 2016. And then 2017, I started the podcast. So, um, so yeah, I'm going to be, you know, running for, to be a national delegate. Now, 
with my time on the road, it's going to make it kind of, you know, pretty difficult as far as to getting out there and making it known. So one way is about putting it here on the, on the podcast. And obviously when this is done, I'm going to post it on my social media. So, and then just kind of go from there and then, um, you know, try to contact some, some people and contact the delegates when, when they are announced when after, um, the, after the senatorial or county conventions are done and make my case as far as to, to be a, a national delegate. Now, if, uh, if anybody that is listening, especially in the United States, especially if they're interested in being a delegate, uh, you definitely need to contact your local um, party, uh, Republican Party office. I mean, go well, Democrats too. I mean, you know, it's it basically the same thing. You, ha- you have to contact the office. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I would just say that because every state is different how they do their delicate process. So I would just say contact your local party office for information is about being a delegate to your party's convention. Now, now that I put the got the announcement out of the way, uh, like I, I haven't even got that far into the list yet. We're almost at forty minutes here. Now, one thing I could skip over some of this, and matter of fact, I'm looking over the list right now, just looking at what I'm going to just skip over. I know I mentioned about <laughs> that we <clears throat> were going to do a episode on. Uh, with uh, my friend Nicole about Barbie and Oppenheimer and all the things there. Now, I didn't see Barbie. She saw Barbie. She didn't see Oppenheimer. I saw Oppenheimer. So, But uh, it can't be ignored how successful Barbie was. That's for one thing. And I know there's been a lot of conversation back and forth about how feminist it is and how woke it is and everything. <clears throat> Um, and my thing about that is that it's why are we even surprised that it is, <laughs> especially talking about Barbie in particular, like the whole idea of Barbie is feminist. <laughs> so, so the fact that it was, it, it didn't, it didn't shock me. I'm like, yeah, that's what I expected. <laughs> and then also given the fact that it's coming from a major Hollywood studio, even more so. <laughs> so anything that came out said that it was that it was that I'm like okay you know that's was to be expected so um and then Oppenheimer um I think was a was a a, a great movie it was a good movie could have been great put it that way it was a very good movie could have been great but then they just had to put some sex in it for some reason <laughs> um unnecessarily too because if you've seen Oppenheimer there are a couple of sexual scenes and in it and the thing about it is that one of them is really unnecessary <laughs> it just really is unnecessary and then also the other fact the other one is not as bad I mean and anyway and then you also have just just have nudity for no reason and <laughs> I mean, I'm even, I think, I don't know, was it Saudi Arabia? I forgot. One of these Middle Eastern countries actually digitally altered that scene by putting a dress over 
uh, Florence Pugh in that particular scene so she wouldn't be nude. Which could have been done in the rich in the original film. <laughs> why she why did she have to just sit there butt naked? Don't know. Like she just and why she had to just sit in that particular angle? Because you could show you could have nudity in in uh, strategic uh, strategic ways, right? You can do have them in a certain area, certain sense. But no, just sit flat out like that. But yeah, anyway. Also, it's kind of a little disappointing, especially coming from Christopher Nolan. Like he hasn't really done that in his films, and then I don't know. He just felt the need he needed to do that in this sense. So yeah, all that being said, I did like Oppenheimer. Just yeah, just with all of that that comes with it. Yeah, although we're talking about three-hour film, those scenes are like no more than two minutes total all together, if the, if that. But that being said, it's still, it still I felt it very much unnecessary. But um, so yeah, that there you go. That 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 was the <laughs> the episode that what probably would have been two hours. I just broke it down like five minutes. <laughs> so uh, it's gonna be one of those lost episodes. Like I still got it on my phone. I don't know. Maybe one day. Who knows? If just like blows up or something, I might just throw it out there <laughs> one day. Like, oh, the the lost episode of 2023 or something like that. <laughs> but uh, I, I know just going, just keep going down this list. I'm kind of try to speed through it a little bit because I don't want to go over an hour. Um, So I know one thing just um, in as I go through this is uh, <laughs> the beginning of 2023, the whole speaker race. Oh, man. So I know, you know, this is old news because a lot of it has happened. McCarthy's not even speaker anymore. But but the fact that it took 15 rounds, right, you know, that for him to actually become speaker. And that was the thing I put I, I put here in my notes when it happened. Is that will he will he keep his end of the bargain after, you know, conceding and actually saying he's going to do what the concert with these um members were asking him to do before they vote him to be speaker and that was i was asking that question then and he didn't really and i'm pretty sure he had all a million different excuses as to why he couldn't um and then next thing you know representative matt gates brings up this whole uh thing to vacate it and then now he's gone now you have mike johnson who is the speaker now but that whole thing waiting <laughs> for it to be going on that long and you know for one like I didn't trust that you know even though he agreed I, I'm I'm pretty sure I felt like he just wasn't going to hold up he was going to use any excuse to why he couldn't and then yeah and then I was going I was also curious even though like I said we saw it happen are the are those members that had these you know uh, uh, had these uh, ideals and wanted him to to hold his end of the bargain. Are they going to hold their end of the bargain if he doesn't? And they did actually. So, like I said, that's now now we have Mike Johnson as the um, as the speaker. And I know, especially in conservative circles too, where there was a split there, where people were like, oh, this is uh, like this is unnecessary. This is a chaos for one. It shouldn't be even. Even in talking about what happened with McCarthy earlier in 2023, all of that that happened and also what happened 
later in the year. Okay, yeah, it's a it's a little unsettling, but it's not this it's not this um whole it's not this disaster. And also given the fact that this should be more um more of the norm than what that we have come accustomed to as far as like oh well we just go along and just you know whoever they pick a speaker we just go along and vote for them and just keep going keep this cycle going on no no we need more stuff like this more disruption in the sense um where a speaker should be held accountable for what they said they were going to do and we need we should have had this a lot more it's, you know, even with McCarthy like this should have been there should have been a lot more times where they took multiple rounds for them or that person didn't get didn't become speaker that they all all the establishment was just um basically has crowned as the the next speaker all of this should have been more of the regular process what happened with all the 15 rounds that should have been more of, of the process again um than what we've been going through for decades centuries and i guess (laughs) so personally i think this is a a great thing i think we should we should have people feeling more more of the heat of doing what they said they're going to do now i wish we could do that in the same sense when it comes to electing these people too um especially when it comes toward the primary that if this person doesn't do what they said it said they were going to do vote them out i don't care if they're an incumbent i don't care if they're incumbent for 20 30 years matter of fact if they're coming for that long i really want them gone but but yeah people should be held accountable but to see for that to happen the people have to actually be engaged and actually pay attention after the election which is something that just doesn't happen they go vote then they just go on about their lives and don't even think much about what the person is doing and then next two it went as far as representative go every two years they're like oh he's still in office all right well i just vote for him i voted for him last time i vote for him again don't know what he's been doing if he if they've been doing whatever they're just like well what is still there so okay just and just continue the cycle and they just stay there for years upon years upon years and doing nothing upon nothing or or what they are doing is totally um opposite of what they run on but then when it comes to campaign season they say oh i'm a champion for conservative values i do this and that and then um and then if someone actually questions their record then they're like oh well uh, they have all sorts of excuses that well well the vote this was like this way and i that's why i couldn't whatever you know no if people actually paid attention to what they're doing then not not time out 10 they wouldn't nearly be as many incumbents that we have but i digress so anyway we need more of what happened this last year of that i ain't saying it should happen every year and i ain't saying it should happen every time but there should be some some sense of accountability in the leadership and amongst all of congress just everyone should have that that feeling that they're going to be held accountable if they don't do what they said they're going to do that should be across the board not just like i said not just leadership just all of government but anyway and no uh, it kind of goes back i see this other the other thing i put in there because you know another um another tactic especially for amongst the old heads i will say will say well we need to have some decorum or something like that and 
that's just a cop out a lot of times where they're just using the the threat of like oh we need to keep it classy or something like that or let's you know let's have some like i said let's have some decorum or something like that no what the rule if if they are going by how the law states and the, how the rules are that you have set up then fine if you're going outside of that then that's i'm against that but if they're if it's within the rules then do it you know and quit using this whole sense of like oh well we you know as far as trying to make sure we everything looks uh uh, look so sanitized basically um it kind of reminds me of the of the national convention in 2016 where if um because if you don't know i've probably mentioned this in previous episodes but back then when the national convention is pretty much just a show a lot of the nitty-gritty a lot of the details are done the week before and it's all ironed out and that so what you see on TV during the actual convention already has been settled for the most part. So everything you see when the lights are on and it's on national TV, when we are supposed to be doing, you know, holding these votes and all that, and you see that most of that's already been agreed upon. It's really just for show. It's just like, oh, we just we just put it on TV, but it was all something that's already been discussed. That's not how it's supposed to work. And actually, that's not how it should work because the the convention you see on TV is the actual convention. It's not like it's a a ceremonial type of thing. It is the actual convention. The thing is, there's been some sort of an, an agreement amongst everyone, like, well, we're just going to do how, you know, we're just going to go down the line and we're not going to have any delays. And not We're not going to treat this like real business, put it that way. We're just going to basically put it on a show for the TV, which I object to. As a matter of fact, I'll say that as someone is running for delegate for this upcoming um, convention, I'll just let you know right now, I'm I'm here for business. I know we have a lot of fun. I know it's a lot, a whole bunch of cocktail parties, a whole bunch of receptions that go on at at the convention, and that's all fine and good. But for me, and I don't know, maybe this might hurt my chances of becoming a delegate. But I'm just, but that's just how I am. I'm just gonna let you know. I'm there for business. I'm there to to represent my district and with integrity and transparency in the sense and and I and I'm there to do the business of my district and that's what I'm there for. I I, I now I will go to receptions, you know. I went to them. I went to some of those during in 2016. I have nothing against them. I'm just saying my priority is making sure I do everything I do what I need to need to do at the convention. That's it. That's my pitch. That's my speech. There you go. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know how um, how tight this race is going to be. Maybe they might pull this episode. Like, uh, see, see, he, he's going to be a disruptor. You see, uh, see what he said about in the convention. He's going to be this net. No, I'm just going to go with the rules, and that's how I'm sticking with it. That's you know, I'm not you know, I'm not trying to be disruptive just to put, just to be disruptive. No. I just want to do the business that we should be doing, not this whole show that we keep doing. All right, if that's part of it, okay. But yeah, just let's just do the business that we're supposed to do and quit making it seem like we're all like just so squeaky clean. Like, yeah, no, this is a convention. People have this disagreements. Let's talk about it. Like, but they don't want that. They don't, like we don't want to show any fractures in the party or anything like that. Like, no. 
the way you're doing it makes you like a whole bunch of robots. <laughs> Not like actual people. But anyway, that's, you know, like I said, that's where, that's where I'm at. That's my little speech. That's pretty much what I'm going to say at the convention, too. So if that hurts to help me, whatever. <laughs> um, and also, speaking of speakers in the national sense, because we also, in 2023, we also had, you know, our legislative session in Texas. And we had another another term of our speaker as far as for the Republican Party being uh, Dade Phelan, who is, I would say, also is just basically just a big rhino and um, and just someone and that just uh, continues to put Democrats in power, which he doesn't have to for some unknown reason that he feels like I like well, I need to put Democrats in power in these committees um, and have them. Uh, to chair committees why for what reason uh, for the sense of, I guess to make it seem like well um, if they become in power then maybe we'll you know they'll give us some chairs which they won't and if they do they'll just give chairs to people who are basically just Democrat light anyway they're just Republican but they're basically just Democrats and just agree with them so they really wouldn't and and so yeah and we had <laughs> so we had to deal with that and just have to basically have the conservative agenda be stifled by this speaker and you know and, and not just him I mean there's plenty plenty of rhinos in in Texas I know another thing I mentioned sometimes on I may have probably mentioned on the podcast but also I mentioned to other people when I'm on the road or whatever where people look at Texas like it's some conservative utopia which is not like we have our we have our rhinos just like everywhere else and we are very much, you know, uh, in danger of turning this state back to blue. That's another thing about, you know, uh, us in Texas here. We 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 have a very short memory. And, you know, I wasn't living in Texas, but I remember Governor Ann Richards. <laughs> that was, you know, she was a Democrat. That wasn't that long ago. Like, it can it can go back. But. A lot of people are so uh, are so arrogant in Texas now. It means like, oh, it can never turn blue. Like it was blue at one time. So why why couldn't it turn back? And yeah, so I, this arrogance and complacency that I see is just going to just further make it worse. Um, not only in the Republican Party, but also just how Democrats are pushing too. But I I feel like they're not going to notice it until after. It has happened, <laughs> and then they'd be wondering, "Oh, what happened?" <laughs> hey, yeah, but it, it's been going on little by little. I mean, along, you know, with, with what's going on at the border, uh, Governor Greg Abbott, uh, you know, he didn't really do much on the border when Trump was in office. He just had every excuse to why, why he couldn't do anything about the border. But then when he was running for governor, all of a sudden we had people to the right of him pushing for border security and border policy all of a sudden now he wants to talk about he wants to do something about the border all of a sudden now and then now that Biden's in office now all of a sudden he want to act like he want to do something about the border you had somebody that wanted to help but yet you didn't want to do nothing then anyway that's not even on my list let me keep going <laughs> so uh yeah and also another thing I noticed too is just in the beginning of 2023, there was a lot of, a lot of splitting in amongst conservative and Republicans or whatever like that, and 
on one sense, especially when the whole speaker race was going on last year, where you had people like, well, we need to, uh, we don't need all this chaos with, you know, with the speaker and all this, you know, we need to just go ahead and just um, vote for McCarthy and just keep moving and worry about this and that or whatever. And not, but no, on top of that, then you also had other stuff that was going on, which <laughs> if you listen to this now, you might've forgotten, but I, I got it in my notes. I'm going to go ahead and go through it right quick. You had, remember the whole thing with Steven Crowder and the Daily Wire. <laughs> that was a whole thing for, I don't know, about a couple of weeks. That I like the fact that you know the whole the whole idea as far as um, I guess contracts, the term sheets and stuff, and that whole thing got messy, and then the whole thing was crowded later on with the uh, with his personal life, and like that just that was a whole other thing. Then we also with Candace too, so so yeah, that was a so that was, that was another case where you know you have factions of of conservatives splitting off. One was Team Crowder, one was Team. Uh, Daily Wire and stuff like that. Uh, I know one thing when I guess quickly on that particular thing about term sheets is that you know I, I can see where Stephen Crowder was, um, where his point and what Daily Wire was asking. Also, I can see where Daily Wire was coming from, given the fact that if, if they're going to invest all of their uh, resources into this talent then they want to have control over a lot of the stuff that they produce. I understand that from, from Daily Wire perspective. It just kind of depends on where you are as a talent. So it's like myself. Like I'm a, you know, just a lowly little podcaster here in my in the back of my truck talking for hours, just ranting at people. Let's just say all of a sudden, no, no, so, you know, one of these, let's say, just say Daily Wire. Let's say they want to bring me on and do a podcast. All right. They're going to, you know, put together this term sheet going to say, okay, I have to, you know, um, like the shows from there on that's going to be on Daily Wire is going to be property of Daily Wire and I can't transfer them off if I go somewhere else and stuff, stuff like that, which in my case, I don't have that much leverage. <laughs> I can just say no and just continue to do what I'm doing or I could go along and, and agree to it because I don't have the. I don't have the resources to produce something on the level of what Daily Wire is. So Daily Wire is going to put me on their platform in that case. Then I can see that's where I will say, okay, well, I'm just going to have to give up something so I can get on, on this. Maybe later on, if something, if it got successful, I can maybe do something on my own later. But that's kind of where you are when you are uh, up, you know, like an upcoming talent or some sense where you don't have the resources and someone comes along and wants to give you you know that platform but that stuff costs money so so yeah anyway i saw it on both sides on that and then also you know with the whole primary starting up with i guess for gop you had trump and then you know when when this whole thing first started last year around this time last year you had, you're basically just trump and DeSantis, right and now this is like have now the is that further down and now it's like Trump and Haley, I guess, at this point, or Trump and Vivek and all that. And um, that was another case where you had conservatives splitting off. Then also James O'Keefe was with uh, Project Veritas, founder of Project Veritas. And then he get kicked, he gets kicked out of Project Veritas. And you no, know, then he started his own thing, O'Keefe Media Group, and. And so that was another thing where people were, okay, I'm, pro I'm 
Team Veritas or Team O'Keefe. So it was a lot of splitting off at the beginning of, of last year. Uh, it kind of feels like Christianity also, where, you know, as someone that drives around uh, small towns and and I'm pretty sure you maybe have seen this even in wherever you're in your city where you have all these churches and in some places you have a church literally right next to each other or right across the street from each other. You have a Methodist here, you have a Pentecostal there, a Baptist here and, um, you know, Presbyterian there, like, like right there. And it's all just broken off into different denominations. And um, it kind of just feels like that's where we're going with the, as far as conservatives, where we just kind of break it off in these in these little denominations. Um, I feel like it's kind of coming together. I mean, I kind of feel like it's going to have to because especially coming up in this year with the upcoming election. And then, um, <laughs> oh man, I am, I'm not going to lie. I am sweating here because yeah, I'm just going on and on. But, um, one thing, I, I don't even remember what episode this was, but I, I see it on my list and I'm just going to mention it right quick. There was an episode of law and order. I know this law and order has its woke, a lot of woke moments. I, I'm not saying like, this is something, you know, out of the ordinary, but um, they had this one episode where they were like glorifying the fact that people were illegal immigrants. <laughs> like where, you know, and I, I can't even remember it all the details now because I I put this down. This probably like early 2023, but they were just glorifying the fact about you know someone coming to the this country illegally, which I, is something for the life of me I don't understand why that is looked looked upon as something heroic I guess in a sense where your first act in this country is to commit a illegal act is to commit a crime that's basically what you're doing when you come in this country illegally like you just basically you're basically saying I, I want to come to this country and I don't care if you care if you don't if uh, I don't care about your laws <laughs> that's basically what you're saying when you first come in, in, in this country uh, now can things be improved upon as far as the immigration process yes yes it can but that's not the case right now and you're just going to just um totally just forego anything this country stands for and just say i'm just going to come here regardless obviously people you know that have um horrific situations seeking asylum that that can be legit but also feel like that is being um taken advantage of people are using that um, using any any reason to seek asylum, which is supposed to be a, a narrow case, but they're uh, especially the Biden administration had broadened that to basically base, to basically mean anything. You know, if if you just don't like your country, that's a, that's just a reason for that's a reason enough for, to for asylum to come here. So, so but yeah, uh, I know they had an episode that I, I probably could have went more than that, but I've forgotten the, the details of that. I know. <laughs> went a whole year without Yellowstone and I don't think I only reason I got that on there because you know Yellowstone is like the least woke show now it's not completely devoid of being woke it has its woke moments too but it's about the least woke show out right now even though they didn't have an episode last year <laughs> and I'm guessing they're coming out because they had their whole they had a whole other thing too as far as Kevin Costner and all of that now he's not coming back Matthew McConaughey coming in coming in and all they they got their own drama on top of the drama that is on screen. So, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm yeah I'm looking forward to the next season of Yellowstone. I mean, 
I do like it. Uh, um, it. It is a good. It's a good show. Also, the spinoffs are pretty good. 1883, 1923. Uh, I haven't watched all of Bass Reeves yet. A uh, friend of mine is actually a part of that. Um, and but yeah, I haven't finished watching that. But yeah, all the stuff on the Yellowstone is um, I, I'm enjoying so far. And hmm, I think I have sped through enough. I think I have people. I think I have. I, I have like one other thing that that happened last year, and like I think this was like earlier last year but um you know sheila jackson lee who who unsuccessfully ran for governor of ran for mayor of houston recently she had this whole thing back up earlier in the year where basically it was a a bill about fighting white supremacy and it was so nefarious and it basically was saying anything was considered white supremacy so they were basically willing to infringe on your on free speech like if you say anything it could be considered white supremacy and and in their case i in democrats i would just say in particular anything that is considered conservative in their eyes is basically just is basically white supremacy so if you're pro-life, it's just white supremacy. If uh, you want lower taxes, that's white supremacy. If uh, you're elite, if you're against illegal Im- immigration, illegal immigration. Let's think about it. People could be for for legal immigration all day, but if you speak against illegal immigration, all of a sudden you're white supremacist in the Democrat size. And if even if you like a gas stove, that you know they'll say that white supremacy. They'll make some sort of race connection out of it. So yeah, you, when you had someone like that that was basically using um, deceptive tactics to, pot, to try to censor free speech and use that to basically scare people into doing what they want, because <laughs> that's in the end that's what they want, and they'll not only use their power through these bills, but also big tech is going to help them. And that's why they can't stand X, and that's why. Then that's that's one thing I don't have on here is just that where all these companies are now uh, are leaving X and not wanting to advertise and all that, and they're basically they're just upset that X doesn't do what the rest of these other platforms do as far as suppressing um, what per, what a person says. It, they don't like the fact that people can speak freely and to be honest you can't even sp- there's some things you can't say on x still <laughs> but yeah that's not enough like they want to su- suppress certain opinions like they want to make to where any opinion like say anything that's not leftist language that is not progressive language democrat language anything that's not pushing that direction is considered misinformation or considered hate speech or considered white supremacy language anything anything other than that and it goes back to the just not only the platforms but the media it, itself as well and something i know i've said plenty of times on this podcast is that the media is not objective at all as much as they want to frame themselves as being objective they are not objective at all they are they have just as much bias as all these other outlets that they 
say that they are biased, that are conservative outlets or whatever like that. They they have just as much, no, uh, just as much bias as all these other outlets. And so, unfortunately, they're able to, they're able to just say that they're unbiased, but yet, and the fact that they're, the fact that that they say that, and a lot of people just accept it as that, which then that's very much is not the case, and that they have very much an agenda just like everyone else does and unfortunately the fact but that they can just hide under the fact of being a quote-unquote journalist and and then just basically you know say what they want and a lot of people i would say a lot of older people especially listen to listen to these uh establishment media whether it's just cna abc cbs nbc and they're held up as this beacon of, um, uh, of, um, of being, you know, totally unbiased and just give you straight news, which is not the case at all. <laughs> um, very much they are in, in alignment with a lot of progressive ideals. And depending on who's in office, Especially in the, in the in the Oval Office, if the, if it's the Democrats in the office, then they're going to try to continue. To, they're going to want to push their agenda more left or more progressive. And if the president is Republican, then they're going to try to stifle and and make the president look at um, every policy is in a negative light. Uh, case in point: the past two presidents. You can look at it from Trump and Biden. This is kind of um, and just seeing how they're more with, you know, you just see how these cover both of them, really. So anyway, that is it. I have went through the whole list and it's over an hour, but I did finish the list. Now, let me just say, I don't know when the next episode is going to be. I said that last time and then I ain't come back for a whole year, but I, <laughs> I, sincerely hope that I will be back soon sooner than that let's say sooner than another year uh, you know this is a little this a bit much to be doing a yearly episode so um but yeah I appreciate everyone um if you've been on this whole time thank you <laughs> and I know even doing hour long podcasts is not really um, not really the thing. Everything needs to be broken down like 10 minutes, 5 minutes, something like that. I could do that. I could break these all up into segments, but then that goes back to what I mentioned at the beginning of this episode. That's a whole lot of work. That's a whole lot of thinking, overthinking that will go into it. Next thing I know, I probably wouldn't do another episode if I start doing that. So, we're going to just do what we do. I'm going to do this episode. I'm going to put a title on it, make a graphic, put it out there, move on to the next one <laughs> and it's gonna be it is what it is and uh, you know until this platform either kicks me off or start charging money <laughs> put it that way <laughs> i just start doing this and do it that way and we'll just ride on with it with the people that listen from here in the united states and to the people in india the people in germany israel um where um the netherlands i'm trying to remember it was like 
10 other countries all those different countries matter of fact if you're listening send me an email saying you're listening from this this country especially about if if you're listening in the united states then send me an email trenchat247 at gmail.com or leave a message on here i see there's an option to leave voice messages you know do that do all of that share subscribe all of that to trend chat and i guess i will see you next time whenever that time is